Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Vanderson. Today I will begin summarizing the reading from February the 19th, day 50. Moses prepared the people for the Lord's appearance. After Aaron completed all of the sacrifices and blessed the people, the glory of the Lord appeared to the whole community with a fire that blazed forth and consumed the entire sacrifice. In response, the people shouted for joy and fell face down on the ground in worship. Looking forward, we will see that Elijah will have a similar experience on Mount Carmel. In spite of the display of God's holy power, two of Aaron's sons fearlessly disrespected God's instructions and were instantly burned to death. Moses pretty much said to Aaron, I told you so. He instructed Aaron not to mourn for them or else he too would die because he had the Lord's anointing. On February the 21st, we will learn that at this time, God also warned Aaron not to just stroll into the holiest of holies or it would cost him his life. Next, without any mention of the tragedy that just occurred, the Lord continued to instruct that consuming alcohol before worship would result in death. Then Moses instructed the people of what was forbidden for food, including no eating roaches, bats, or vultures. Ugh, I'm good with that one. February the 20th, day 51. We learn about the importance of cleanliness among the ancient peoples as it relates to childbirth, skin diseases, mildew, and contaminated materials. The Lord gave instructions to Moses about how to ceremonially purify a person who has been cured of a skin disease. Jesus acted in obedience to this when he sent the lepers to the priests in Luke chapter 17 verses 11 through 17. Observe how even today an individual believer's spiritual condition can affect the congregation's general health. The pretension of a person's purity does not neutralize the effects of his or her spiritual depravity. When was the last time that we or anybody cried out with our mouth covered and our hair disheveled, I'm unclean, I'm unclean? Reference Leviticus chapter 13 verse 45. I realize that the salvation of Jesus cleanses us from all sins. However, I fear that we may focus so intently on the security of enjoying perpetual forgiveness through salvation that we discount the painful consequences of our disobedience and the Lord's resulting discipline. Reference 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 30 and Hebrews chapter 12 verse 6. February 21, day 52. We learn the precise directions for cleanliness that may appear to the contemporary readers to be some sort of hocus-pocus nonsense, such as dipping a stick of cedar, some scarlet yarn in a hyssop branch, and sprinkling the blood here and there, and setting a bird free in the open field. But it was a very serious lesson in which God was teaching reverence for His holiness, expressed by the worshippers' personal purity physically and spiritually, apparently a concept that few professing Christians seem to understand. The first mention in scripture of a scapegoat taking away the sins of the people is a most important precursor of Jesus' ultimate role in taking away the sins once and for all time. Reference Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11 through Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10. There is also included an acknowledgement of procreative relations that do not require a sacrificial offering. This means no shame when couples follow God's design. 
Finally, the Day of Atonement is the only annual event where a fast is required. February 22, Day 53 Because the pagan Canaanites sacrificed to their hunting gods whenever they made a kill, God instructed the Israelites to sacrifice only at the door of the tabernacle or be guilty of murder. This would become a divisive factor in the Jewish people's disdain for the Samaritans 1,000 years later. God instituted strict laws concerning how to treat the blood of animals because, quote, its life is in the blood, end quote. This lifeblood concept is also a precursor to the coming infinite value of the sacrificial blood of Jesus. God condemned all sexual deviation, that is, anything other than a lifelong relationship of one man and one unrelated woman. And God commanded holiness on each person's individual conduct. Quote, you must be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. End quote. Reference Leviticus chapter 19 verse 2. God demanded that everyone must show great respect for his or her parents, the Sabbath day, and to love one's neighbor as him or herself. The objective of God's remaining variety of instructions given in chapter 19 was to keep his people from looking and acting like the pagans of the surrounding lands. Finally, God advertised that worshipers would find blessings, temporal and eternal, in his word. Reference Leviticus chapter 18 verses 4 and 5. February 23. Today we read how serious God is about not committing the sins of sacrificing children to Moloch, consulting mediums, dishonoring parents, adultery, incest, homosexuality, bestiality, and prostitution by demanding that the guilty ones suffer capital punishment. I'd like to make a note here that at this time, the government of the covenant nation of Israel was a theocratic one. This means that unlike other religions that may promote violence by their most zealous followers, these commands are not to be carried out by Christian vigilantes. Now we continue. The priests were required to live a squeaky clean life and would suffer painful consequences for disobeying this requirement. God required that only ceremonially clean men who have no physical defects may approach the sacred offerings and that they must be careful to treat them as holy. God also instructed that each sacrificial animal must be in perfect health for him to accept it. He restated the paramount importance of obedience to all these regulations so that he can display holiness among the Israelites. Reference Leviticus chapter 22 verses 31 through 33. February 24th, day 55. God appointed annual parties to celebrate his rescue of the Israelites from Egyptian bondage, his provision of productive harvests, and the forgiveness of sins. Was God preparing for Ruth with the instructions he gave in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 22? Examples of justified punishment were given. This is where we got the, quote, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, end quote, phrase. Reference Leviticus chapter 24, verses 10 through 13. A blasphemer was stoned to death, and the first mention of the year of Jubilee is made. How we treat other humans indicates at what amount we reference God. Reference Leviticus chapter 17, verse 19. Finally, God made a promise to his covenant nation of Israel that may serve as a warning to the USA. 
which is not a covenant nation, but who could benefit from this promise. He said, quote, If you want to live securely in the land, follow my decrees and obey my regulations. End quote. Reference chapter 25, verse 18. February 25, day 56. We read that the decrees, regulations, and instructions that God gave through Moses were to serve as evidence of the special relationship that the Israelis had with God. To protect them from suffering personal economic hardship, he made rules for redeeming property and people, including slavery. God did identify their status as, quote, property, end quote, but they were clearly to be treated as, quote, family, end quote. God promised blessings of abundant harvests, good health, and victory over enemies for obedience, and a graduation of punishments for continual rebellion against him. Again, as stated earlier, while the USA is not a covenant nation, she can learn from the essence of his character here and choose more wisely than she has thus far. Finally, God assured the Israelites that he would be waiting to accept them when, after suffering his punishments, they finally come to their senses and repent of their sins. This ends this week's episode. My next episode will begin on summary of February the 26th. I look forward to your visit then. May God bless you.